0: while intoxicated, and welcome to the all-new Outlaws and Gunslingers
1: Prohibition
0: Era. Yes, that's right, folks.
1: Prohibition
0: Era. We've been teasing this for the last at least two, three weeks, and it's finally here, the first episode of... The government
1: cracked down. We think the government cracked down now. The government cracked down back then and said, guess what? No. No alcohol of any sorts, of any kinds, of any matter. Everybody knows what the prohibition is.
0: 18, 19,
1: so It's the beginning of a time where the outlaws...
0: 1919 it started, I believe it yeah, ended in it like
1: 23. It was the beginning of a time where the outlaws and gunslingers were leaving their horses and they're fucking sleeping in the desert to fucking uh, fancy cars and uh, diamond rings. Yeah. Prohibition yeah. in the United yeah.
0: States was a nationwide constitutional ban on the production, importation, transportation, and... The sale of alcoholic beverages from 1920 years. to 1933. Wow. Prohibitionists first attempted to end the trade in alcoholic beverages during the 19th century, obviously. Yeah. But uh, yes, the 18th Amendment right here implemented for 13 years. Thir- imagine that. 13? Can you imagine that nowadays? 13 years.
1: 13 years.
0: This country was with, it was dry. Dry. It was supposed to be dry, right. but it wasn't. But the majority of the place it was though.
1: Yeah, but not the White House.
0: Or, you know, we already senator, know that there were... Every errors.
1: senator, every fucking... Exactly, but...
0: Yeah. Can you imagine that? being Booze being banned nowadays as you take a sip of your booze?
1: <laughs> can no you imagine way? that? I'd be like, no, fuck you. We'd have to be in a fucking speakeasy right now
0: just to do this right. podcast. There's no fucking way. Right. We
1: would we, we'll be doing this podcast. Well,
0: exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, that's what we got. Prohibition era. Everybody that's in America knows about it, and everybody that's not in America probably has heard about the fucking Prohibition era. Right. If you've ever heard about history... So, yeah, we're going to start this one off with a bang, just like we did on the original Outlaws and Gunslingers over on the Michigan Michiganders feed. This is how it started. And, and, then then you st- can,
1: and then we can go from
0: here on out. Exactly. Then you just fucking stack down the fucking...
1: Boom! Boom!
0: Boom! Start off with a bang. Fucking stack them all. So basically,
1: down. stack them all down. For
0: those of you that stack are new down. to outlaws and gunslingers, stack this is all down. Basically, stack them all down. <laughs> we Uh-oh. get we get this shit that you just Uh-oh. heard, but this is basically think of it as like an audio book.
1: Audio. Uh-oh. Audio. <laughs> <laughs> Audio, 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 audio. audio, audio <laughs> think of it as
0: a, like an audiobook of... <laughs> audio <laughs> book <Audiobook> of audio book of every figure. Like this, this episode is obviously about Al Capone. Think about, right. <laughs> think about. Uh, uh, um, I'm trying not to say the a word no more. Think about it as a a book that you can listen to <laughs> about uh, Al Capone's life. We're gonna read about his life and interject our own right. little uh, back and forth along the way. Right. But uh, yeah, that's basically uh, you don't have to you don't have to read it for yourself. Nope. We're gonna read it for you. Right. But uh, there will be funny fucking go back and on the mouth of Michigander's feed and look up the original Outlaws and Gunslingers. Funny banter back and forth, right. all you that type of shit. Go on? So you never
1: know. This actually this is probably gonna be a two to three part show, most likely two. Uh, just, I don't know. No, there's no way we're going through it yeah, all. Yeah,
0: it's not that. That's not that far. We'll see. You say
1: we. You. You'll see everybody that's we'll tuning see. in for the
0: first time. You'll see that we say that all the time at the beginning of episodes. You always say like, this
1: is gonna be a short episode, and then we're like forty-five. Well, minutes I say. Long.
0: I say it's gonna be a short episode, and it's long. But I say it's gonna be a long episode, and it ends up being average, the same <laughs> as all of our other ones. So we'll take a look at that. Starting this one off with a bang, boys and girls, with Al Capone. Everybody knows Al Capone, Scarface. Al
1: Capone, he was Scarface. Scarface.
0: What? He no. might be the most famous of all the gangsters during the Prohibition era. Which I would argue that's probably true.
1: Al Capone, the most famous one of yeah. the Prohibition era. I yeah. don't know if he's most famous. Well, this
0: guy's the leader of the Chicago outfit. He was on top of the criminal world until he got busted for tax evasion and sentenced to eleven years in prison. Right, but. In true Outlaws and Gunsingers fashion before we get there, you know we got to go back to the beginning.
1: 11 years earlier. (laughs) Well, not 11 years, but 30-something years later. A long time in the past. (laughs) Well, we all know. (laughs) El Capone. We all don't
0: know. That's what they're they're listening to. El
1: Capone was born in Brooklyn, New York on the 17th of January, 1899. Yes. His parents were Italian immigrants. Gabrielle Capone. A barber and Teresa Capone, Capone a seamstress. Oh, she so liked to sew. You judge your mother's sew. Right. <laughs> well, get her to sew this. Boom. Al had eight other brothers and sisters, two of which, Frank and Ralph, worked with him in his criminal empire. And they sure did. You'll hear about uh, both of them coming up. The Capones came to America from Italy in 1893 and settled at 95 Navy Street in the Navy Yard section of, you guessed it, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. They moved to 38 Garfield Place when L was 11 years 11 old. Year,
0: that number 11 keeps coming up, huh? Right. Capone always had trouble in his strict Catholic school, and although he showed promise as a student, he was expelled at the age of 14 for hitting a female teacher in the face. Oh, shit. Clock that bit. Jordan. <laughs> right. From there he bounced around jobs before playing semi pro baseball from nineteen sixteen to nineteen eighteen. Nobody know I that was a stat that I didn't know about Capone when I uh, semi
1: pro baseball.
0: Yeah, huh? he played semi pro for two years. Fantastic. Capone married May Joseph Coughlin at the age of nineteen on december thirtieth, nineteen eighteen. Earlier that month had given birth who she had earlier that month given birth to her son, Albert Francis Sonny Capone.
1: Sonny Capone. Since he was
0: under the age of 21 and his parents had to consent and write into the marriage. Damn.
1: Well, L initially became involved with small time gangs. Oh, you, all, you, know, right. you know,
0: life to bigger gangs, you always got to right. start
1: small time. Right. That included the Junior 40 Thieves mm-hmm. and the Bowery Boys. The Bowery Boys. He then joined the Brooklyn Rippers. Oh,
0: the Brooklyn Rippers. Well, this is this. what is this? An episode of the Warriors? Right. <laughs> so and we're then going, we're trying to escape fucking then, uh,
1: Coney Island? It's like he kept on moving up in the world. He's right. like he's like a fucking uh a fucking guy in the minor leagues, in the baseball <laughs> minor leagues. He, he went up. to the semi pros, he just couldn't get to the minors. Well in major league baseball, so he was like, Fuck it, I try organized crime. <laughs> <laughs> I can get it fucking there. He went yeah. from the Junior 40 Thieves, and then the Bowery Boys, and then the Brooklyn Ripplers, and then the Five Points Gang. Which was powerful. Was, right, which was very, was very powerful, and they were based in Lower Manhattan. Manhattan. During this time, though, he was employed and mentored by fellow racketeer, Frankie Yale. Frankie a Yale. bartender in a Coney Island Coney dance Island, hall look at that. And saloon called... The Harvard. Harvard, and there's a bunch of intelligent drunks there. Right. Well, L inadvertently insulted a woman while working. <laughs>
0: How do you inadvertently?
1: Right. Working
0: the door. <laughs> no, one... Excuse me, man.
1: Right. I don't excuse. mean to inadvertently
0: yeah. uh, insult you, but you are fucking ugly. <laughs> <laughs> excuse me, ugly bitch. It was. It was <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear it.
1: It was inadvertent. <laughs> uh, he, uh, uh, do do. Uh, uh, yeah, right. Well, he was working the door one day, and then he, and <laughs> then he was,
0: he was working on the door <laughs> one day.
1: <laughs> L inadvert <laughs> L <laughs> yes L inadvertently no, assaulted ins- the woman right? Yes. L right. In- inadvertently assaulted you don't have to say that nowhere. Uh-huh. we know that and he was slashed with a knife mm. three times on the left side of his face by her brother Frank Galich- 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 Galucci see now we're gonna have to do this game shit you're gonna have to learn some Galuchio, yeah. names, man it's Frank Galuccio Galuchio. 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 he was slashed in the face by her brother Frank Galuccio. The wounds led to the nickname Scarface, Scarface. which Al Capone hated very, very Very, very, much. When Al was photographed, he had the scar left side of his face, saying that the injuries were war wounds. Oh,
0: so he's a fucking stolen Valor type of guy, huh? Well, they kind of were war wounds, right? Motherfucker never fought in a war. Well, Capone left for Chicago in 1919 after he was invited by his just mentor. Had battle because that was a battle. Right, but battle, was wound, battle Or like, right. I got into a fight. Right. Battle wound. Right. Well, like I said, he left in Chicago, left for Chicago in 1919 after he was invited by his mentor, Johnny Torrio, who was made an enforcer by crime boss James Big Jean Colissimo. Oh. During this time, he worked as a bouncer in a brothel where he would catch the syphilis that would later kill him in later he life. he catched
1: catch the syphilis. <laughs>
0: he catched catch the syphilis. Damn. There were treatments available that could have cured the infection, but he never sought treatment because he was fucking too embarrassed. He was like, I got All fucking right. syphilis, but I'll keep fucking these bitches.
1: Right. Who did that? Big Jim Calismo?
0: No, fucking Capone. Oh, Capone did? Everybody knows Capone died from syphilis. Yeah, syphilis. Yeah, right. Right. What so are we talking it about? In, death right now? It already? was in 1919 that he caught the syphilis that would eventually kill him. Oh, okay. But he still got
1: a numerous amount of years to go right. in his life. Otario so. well, had control of an Italian organized. No. He purchased a house on 72044. He purchased a house, 7244 South Prairie Avenue on the south side of Chicago. Oh, south side, which in is 19... currently a fucking right. war zone in itself. Currently and it always has been. Uh, in 1923, for five thousand five hundred dollars. 1923, five thousand
0: five hundred dollars. That's like a lot. That's like a hundred thousand something. I right. Bet you.
1: Around this time, his name started appearing in newspapers, where he was known as a boxing promoter. <laughs> Calissimo okay. was murdered. Murdered. Moited. Murdered. He was moited. He was moited on was moited. the eleventh. On the eleventh of May in 1920, Antonio took over as the mob boss. Uh oh. It was suspected that Capone had a hand in the murder. Of course he did. To secure the top spot for for his mentor for fucking
0: old Torrio. He's like, I got you, I got you, Torrio. Well, Torrio had control of an Italian organized crime group that was the biggest gang in the city, and Capone was his right hand man. The smaller North Side gang, led by Dino Banyan were in a territory dispute with the Genna brothers. Who allies to Sotorio. Oh. O'Banion didn't like the way Torio handled the situation, so Torio arranged for him to be killed on Damn. November tenth, 1924. This was not good for Torio, as the new leader became Jaime Weiss, who was backed by Vincent Drucci and Bugs Moran. Uh-oh. Everybody knows Bugs Moran. That's, yep. a, that's a first. We'll cover him. Nice. Uh, being a close friend of O'Banion, Weiss vowed to get revenge on his uh, killers.
1: Well, you know... Al was ambushed in January of 1925, and just 12 days later, Torrio was shot several times, coming home from shopping. After this, Torrio resigned. He's like, fuck he's this. Like, fuck this. I was just trying to buy some fucking shoes and shit. He was like, fuck My this. just ambushed me. Fuck this, Capone. You can have this shit. <laughs> and Al was like, all right.
0: All
1: right. I'm only 26. Right. 26-year-old <laughs> motherfucker about to get this shit. Get this shit. 26-year-old Capone was now... The leader of a gang that ran illegal plan. breweries as far as Canada and had protection from the law while doing it. This law enforcement protection came in handy as he would often use violence to increase revenue. Of course, if you didn't purchase liquor from him, your most likely, uh, uh, your place most likely was going to get blown up, right. You ain't you ain't buying it for me. You ain't selling it, bitch. A fucking
0: torture shit.
1: As over 100 people died this way in the 1920s, thanks to L. Al. All thanks to L. So, damn, over 100 store store owners were like, "Fuck you!" They're like, "All right, this is what happens." All right, Damn, That's a lot of store owners. Before people were like, "Well, maybe we should say <laughs> yeah." <laughs> right? Not until it's 100 guys. We got to get that 100 mark.
0: <laughs> Capone became known. <laughs> <laughs> Capone became known to indulge in Capone
1: became known to gain the <laughs> Oh,
0: <laughs> Capone became known to indulge in custom suits, cigars, food, and expensive jewelry. He then moved to his base. He, he well, he then moved his base to Cicero, Illinois. Yeah, that's a whole rap verse right
1: there. <laughs> Capone became known To dogs and cups and suits Cigars and food dispensary jewelry He then moved to his base To Cicero, Illinois After brabbing the town council It took over the town's election no, no, Making it difficult for the north <laughs> The side. only thing
0: that sounded good was right. Capone became known And then everything else was
1: yeah. moot <laughs> yeah. Moot After that <laughs> I was like No, stop Stop it stop, stop it Stop, stop, it. stop. Stop it! No, no.
0: just stop, Lois. He, he then moved his base to Cicero, Illinois, after bribing, <laughs> after bribing the town council and took it. And he, <laughs> after bribing the town council and took it over. What?
1: What is going on here? He then moved his base to Cicero, then, Illinois. Okay. Cicero, he, all right.
0: He then moved his base to Cicero, Illinois after bribing the town council and took over town elections making it difficult for the North Side Gang to come after him.
1: Fantastic. Well, on the 20th of September in 1926 at the Capone headquarters at the Hawthorne Inn. The, the Hawthorne? North- Inn? Right. right. Haw-torn. Hawthorne. Hawthorne. Hawthorne.
0: Uh, it is a Hawthorne. Could be Hawthorne though. Uh
1: the North Side Gang used to Used a ploy A ploy To get him to the windows
0: Ooh, So there comes like Hey we're gonna right. get fucking We're gonna come down here right. We're gonna get Big Al To come towards the window Right What are they gonna do though Right
1: Well, Once Al is at the window They open fire With oh, Tommy guns and shotguns Tommy guns Capone wasn't injured And called for a truce Which ended up falling through Ooh. Damn uh, Three weeks later Weiss was killed outside The same flower shop That old Banny and was killed, which was also the Northside Gang's headquarters.
0: Damn, so that wise guy that was supposed to get right. revenge on uh, right. old L, fucking... uh
1: do it.
0: He got himself whacked.
1: Well, yeah, oh, he should have never did a truce. You mm. should have fucking moited him.
0: No, Capone tried to do a truce. Yeah, he they didn't want to.
1: No, they should have moited Capone that day. Right. Said stop it. Well, they tried. Well, there's a truce. There shouldn't have been no truce. You should have stormed, stormed nobody. he
0: didn't order a truce then. It was a couple of days later, obviously.
1: Uh, Drusy and Moron... <laughs> 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 then kidnapped the owner of Moran man <laughs> Bugs Moran, Yeah. Juicy and Bugsy. Then kidnapped the owner of Hawthorne restaurant. Oh, now you're confusing because it's Bugsy Siegel. I know what you're talking about.
0: This is Bugs Moran. Yes, Bugs. You can't call him Bugsy. I know
1: you can't call. Yeah, Juicy and Moran. Then kidnapped the owner of Hawthorne restaurant and killed him. Hawthorne,
0: see, yeah. Not and, uh, and it killed him. Killed him.
1: In January of 1927. They killed him dead.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, after this, he required a good amount of security. Al Capone did. as uh, That's what we're talking about there. <laughs> after this, he required a good amount of security wherever he went and had a desire to get away from Chicago. Mm. He would often take trips to Cleveland, Omaha, Kansas City, Little Rock, Hot Springs, where he would pay for luxury suites and assumed names, under-assumed names. He never registered anything under his own name and didn't even have a bank account. Well, that's probably <laughs> led to your little tax problem there, right. fucking L.
1: I mean, not really. Yeah. Well, due to the need of someone like a pawn to have protection at City Hall, he got in the pockets oh, of you gotta several get in those pockets. Several politicians.
0: Several. You gotta get in those pockets. Like your name is Joe Biden. Right. He's Joe right. Biden is everybody's pockets. Mm. He's like, what's a pocket? Mm. We said, we didn't say walk uh-huh. it, Biden. He's like, where am
1: I? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. That's the rap. Right. <laughs> That's it. He is widely seen as responsible for getting William Hale Thompson elected mayor in 1927, mm. who mm. favored opening up the city and talked about reopening the illegal saloons. Oh, shit. Voting booths were targeted by Capone with one bomb exploded on election polling day on the 10th of April 1928, killing 15 people. 15 people. That's fucked up, Capone.
0: Well, by this time, Bugs Moran was the leader of the North Side gang after everybody else were fucking uh, took out. Uh, to monitor Moran and his men, Capone's men rented an apartment across from a warehouse, which was Moran's headquarters at 2122 North Clark Street. On February 14th, 1929, you guys already know where I'm going with this, Capone's lot lookout signaled to gunmen dressed as police to perform a raid, quote-unquote, The gunmen lined up the seven victims in front of a wall and gunned them down in cold blood. The incident, which became known as the St. Valentine's Day Massacre, shocked the public and damaged Capone's reputation. Within days, he was called by Chicago's grand jury to testify on charges of federal prohibition violations, but claimed
1: he was too sick to attend. Really? Well, Al was known for having other people do his dirty work for him. Man,
0: just like every mob boss, right? Well, however, however,
1: after finding out that three of his men were conspiring against him, oh. he took matters to his own hands. At this time, he got to <clears throat> right. Well, the three men: Scalisi, es- Aselmi, Aselmi, and Gienta, Gienta, Juanta, whatever. Man, how you say those <laughs> Italian names. names? Yeah. Man.
0: And Selmy and... Scalisi and, and Selmy
1: and Geronta were supposedly plotting against them with rival gangster Joe Aiello. Okay. Aie- Aiello. 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 Yeah, Aiello. That's the Aiello. Aiello. We've got Scalisi and Selmy and Geronta. <laughs> and Aiello. <laughs> That's And Aiello. <laughs> uh, knowing this, and after a night of drinking, mm, it suppo- always... That, right. It always...
0: You know, you can't fucking tell the story without when I was drinking one this, right. this one time. Well,
1: El supposedly beat the three men with a baseball bat and ordered his bodyguards to shoot them. Oh, shoot them. Several shoot people dispute dead. this. They're like, no. Nah, Sam Capone never, ever, would never, ever. Ever. Never, ever do the work himself. Mm. And he would have his game. They
0: might, they might have a point there. Right. I don't know. Maybe Al Capone was so pissed that these guys would betray him that he fucking right. had to do it himself.
1: You know? And he was like, no. He had his gang do it, and then he had his gang spread the lie to make it seem more powerful, make him seem I can more see powerful. That too. Right? I can see that too. There's no way he's ever uh, ever. I, I think mean, I see it. I okay, see I, it. Well, right? Why wouldn't you? Right? You have saying, to participate right. at least one. At least, I mean, you got to show how you do it. Right? You got to show your people what you need to be. This is what this is what I say when I say say something. You know, whatever it is that word I say to get rid of somebody. This is what I mean. It's like you got to be like Vince McMahon and WWF. Right.
0: He would never tell anybody to do something that he wouldn't do. Right. There's like that video. Which he's done. There's
1: like that video of him jumping off the fucking thing when. Showing Gronk. Yeah, Gronk. And dude's fucking 70-something like, years old. And he was like, see, what's like, was hair? Gronk's like, oh, my God, no. <laughs> he was too scared. He was like, oh, no. Oh, my God. And he still couldn't do it. Yeah. Bitch. It's probably because his agent was in his ear. Don't do it, Gronk. Don't do it, Gronk. No. No, Gronk. No. Don't do it. No. No, <laughs> no, no. Don't do that it. sounds pretty cool. We're, We're going to play it. together again. I can do it. Sounds pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to play together again. Right.
0: Well, after the St. Valentine's Day massacre, the publisher of the Chicago Daily News, Walter A. Strong, asked his friend and newly elected president, Herbert Hoover. Hey. He asked him for help. He said, I'm a friend, Herbert. Say, Herb. Well, I had a secret White House meeting on March 19th, 1929. secret. Secret. Got with the president. Uh, Strong, Frank Loesch of the Chicago Crime Commission and Laird Bell pleaded to the president to get involved. Right. Hoover decided that with the... with most of the police and magistrates under Capone's power, that the only way to bring him down was with the federal government. I mean, that Uh-oh. sounds right, 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 right. Everybody in everybody locally is in well, your pocket. Then how else do you bring well, them down? Well, the president can
1: assign like a fucking a little twenty-man fucking military group or something.
0: Well, you'll see what they're gonna. Well,
1: with, a multi- this,
0: with this very next paragraph,
1: right. a multi-agency attack was launched, launched on multi-agents.
0: L. Multi-agents.
1: The Treasury and Justice Departments developed plans for income tax prosecutions on Chicago's gangsters. At the same time, though, a small elite squad of Prohibition Borough agents, that included Elliot Ness, were Mm. deployed against the bootleggers. Everybody knows Elliot Ness. We'll have an episode on that guy, too. Don't worry. In a city full of corruption, Mm. these guys were not able to be bought. None of them. This led for a writer of the Chicago Daily News to dub them The Untouchables. The
0: Untouchables with Elliot Ness.
1: Have this movie. It's fantastic. Right. Strong uses newspaper resources to gather info on the Capone gang. (laughs) Capone. Capone.
0: Capone was arrested on March 27, 1929 while leaving a grand jury testimony on violation of prohibition laws. Stemming from him faking an illness earlier, which we already, know, earlier to get out of another hearing. Right. He was arrested on May 16, 1929 in Philadelphia, for carrying a concealed weapon, and indicted on May seventeenth, following a guilty plea, he was sentenced to one year in prison. He was sent to Eastern State Penitentiary on August eighth and released in March of uh, nineteen thirty. After this, he was listed as public enemy number That's one. That's funny. I want
1: to see how he got arrested for how How did he get approached by the police to get arrested for concealed weapon? Was he driving in a car? Was he walking? Was Was he in somewhere? How did he just get arrested for? Carrying a concealed weapon In 1927 Everybody fucking carried guns
0: 1929
1: Same thing Everybody fucking carried guns Yeah but
0: not a concealed weapon
1: Yeah but how'd he get caught Or how'd he get busted How'd they find this out
0: They arrested him
1: What was he doing
0: He was in violation Of prohibition law <laughs> He faked an illness
1: Yeah how did they arrest him Did they just arrest him There's No way he was they gonna pulled be pulled
0: him over And they were like You're arrested bitch How do you know that There's no way
1: he's gonna be Anywhere where you can Just arrest him Yeah probably yeah he was probably thinking he was invincible he was just chilling man
0: i probably intentionally <sighs> left that out because it was boring now you're going to make me want now you're going to make me look it up sentence to a prison term one so the guys that doesn't say doesn't guys say how how the
1: guys that say him go to court to testify on something and then when he was leaving the fucking court they're like boom
0: yeah but that was for contempt of court uh, and feigning yeah, an but illness they made but him... then he was arrested again on may 16th uh, uh-huh. for concealing so, That's but a, but it doesn't say where or how he was arrested right. or how they took him down. So, on May
1: 17th was indicted by a grand jury. Right. Damn. So. They had that shit ready. Because March. It was a day later. Dude, March, they had that shit ready. March
0: was when he got arrested leaving the courtroom. Yeah. And then May 16th, it was arrested yeah. for the But then on May
1: 17th, they already had fucking indicted well, by a grand jury.
0: They, they knew. That shit ready. They knew. Man. They were trying to bring this motherfucker down, man. Right. Mm. Uh, yeah, but listed as public enemy number one. I think he's, like, the first public enemy number one on the FBI list. You know, you got Don, Don, John Dillinger later in the uh, few years coming up. Right. Which we'll cover, too. Right. And then, um, who else was? I, there was somebody else I, that we did a stat on, on um, multi-world history. But, okay, yeah, you'll fucking see all that. But public enemy number one, I'm pretty sure this is the first time they labeled somebody. Al Capone. That uh, label pretty was El Capone. Pretty sure.
1: Pretty sure. Pretty sure. Pretty, pretty sure. Right. In April of 1930, he was arrested in Miami for vagrancy. What a homeless bastard. Right, but it didn't stick. And was once again arrested for vagrancy how in do you Chicago. Get a, how
0: was he arrested for vagrancy? vagrancy? Vagrancy literally means homeless and like. He's very doesn't have
1: nowhere to live. Well, he's very hammered, laying out in the street. No, you know? but
0: vagrancy means that you don't All have right. nowhere to go. All right. So why is he being arrested for vagrancy? Like he has nowhere to go. I
1: think he was just hammered and he was just laying on the street. They're like, maybe gonna... that's
0: what they considered that vagrancy. Right. But vagrancy in uh, the old West days, I... as we already discovered, right. is they were homeless. They didn't have no you no know, no choice right. but to throw him in jail. Well, you couldn't they take this... him home.
1: Well, they know this guy. He was just a fucking. He was a vagrant. He's yeah.
0: a fucking vagrant, a bum living on the street. That's well, what a vagrant means.
1: Well, this guy was yeah. If you see him laying on the road, yeah, he was probably at a bad point at that time. Probably. Yeah,
0: well, apparently he was.
1: Well, in uh, 1930 of April, he was arrested in Miami for, Yes, Oh you know, he see. did that. <laughs> he ended up being charged for contempt of court and sentenced for six months in jail. Oh, he remained free while the case went through to an appeal.
0: Okay, so this guy's just getting arrested. They can't, nothing, nothing, they can't make nothing stick on him. Six months in
1: jail for sleeping on the side of the road? Well, that's pretty fucked up.
0: They can't make nothing stick on him, though.
1: Well, that's pretty fucked up.
0: Well, right now, Assistant AG Attorney General Mabel Walker Willebrandt figured out that while mob figures lived public, lavish lifestyles, none of them filed tax returns. Right. This meant they could be convicted without any real hard evidence which was proven right by her prosecuting a South Carolina bootlegger. In 1927, the Supreme Court ruled that illegally earned income was subject to right. income tax. Right, which we which we covered which, which we covered earlier in which, the episode because you I, totally, I believe you asked me why would well whatever and I said because uh, you gotta no, pay taxes on totally No, I totally, no, chair, I totally agree with you. Have to
1: pay taxes, but you shouldn't have to go to jail for it. That's a stupidity. But what do you mean you shouldn't? You shouldn't have to go to jail for well, not well, paying taxes. if everybody taxes. else is
0: paying taxes, can't let yeah, you. Yeah, but off, you shouldn't but, have to go to
1: jail. You don't get locked up because you don't pay taxes. No, you have to pay the fucking taxes. Yeah,
0: but you're. T- we're, we're, we're talking about like me or you we fail to pay like a thousand dollars. We're not going to jail.
1: I don't give a fuck is this guy's this guy's care, failing to pay this
0: guy's failing to pay hundreds of thousands. No,
1: I don't I don't even think you don't go to jail for that. You just take everything he has and fucking make him pay from here on out. You don't go to jail. That's just stupidity. It's a crime, bud. It's not a crime. Crime. It's not to pay it's taxes. A crime. Pay taxes is a crime. You're right. You gotta think. The whole tax system is a crime from the get go.
0: Well you're right, but well, we're not talking about that. We're talking about an actual crime. That was violated. Yeah, but it's not crime to go to
1: jail for. It's stupidity. Well, either way, tax evasion. Fuck you. That's
0: a that's a that's a episode for another episode.
1: Well, the IRS put Frank J. Wilson on Frank Capone's J. case, Wilson, huh? Uh, on Capone's case, with the focus on his spending, like mm-hmm. you 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 focus on what he spent his money on. Exactly. On March twelfth, nineteen thirty-one, he was charged with tax evasion from the year of nineteen twenty-four and on to the year. Of 1931, the month of June, the date so was So from the 24
0: fifth. to 31, seven years, right? they went back and charged his ass for fucking not paying taxes. Well,
1: he was indicted by a federal grand jury of 22 counts of tax evasion from the years of 1925 and 1929.
0: Oh, so they only got him for fucking four years.
1: A week later, the untouchables inflicted major damage to major. Capone's operation. That is his indictment on five Thousand counts of violations of a, the Volstead Act, the Volstead Act, Vol Act, which
0: is the uh, Prohibition. Right. Fucking. Um. Yeah, man. He's in a fucking corner right now. And I mean, on June sixteenth, nineteen thirty-one, Capone pleaded guilty to all the charges as part of a plea no deal, he no where choice. he would only get two and a half years instead of what life. Well, early? however, however, on July thirtieth, the judge refused to honor the plea deal, so Capone withdrew the guilty plea. Judge Wilkerson later only tried Capone for the tax evasion saying that those took precedent over the bootleg act violations which right. is which is I mean yeah ones right. at a federal level ones they're right. still federal level but I guess right. the taxes uh you're going to get more years under the under the uh, tax violations than you're going to uh, for right. the prohibition right fucking violations well
1: given that they were counting on the plea deal that the judge refused mm-hmm. Capone's lawyers had very little time to prepare for the trial oh. And and the, ran is that a, the excuse that we're using right. now? they ran a very, very weak defense. Oh, I didn't have no time. Now I got a very, very weak defense. Uh, oh, How am I supposed to defend this guy? Well, the government ended up charging Capone with evasion of $215,000 on a total income of one million thirty-eight thousand six hundred. dollars And this is in the 30s, so... Right. That's a lot of money. A lot of money.
0: Probably close to $2 million Right, evasion. Right. On a total income of probably close to fucking ten million. Right. Right.
1: On October seventeenth, Capone was convicted of five counts of income oh, tax evasion, fined fifty thousand dollars plus court costs, and was liable for the two hundred fifty grand plus interest. Oh no! He was sentenced to eleven years in prison One week later. One
0: week later. On May 1932, he was sent to Atlanta U.S. Penitentiary at the age of 33. Damn. It was there that he officially die- that he was officially diagnosed with syphilis and gonorrhea Damn. as well. Well, while there, he was seen as weak and couldn't protect himself from bullies, so his cellmate protected him until he was moved to Alcatraz in August of 1934. On June 23, 1936, he was stabbed but not seriously wounded by inmate James C. Lucas. His syphilis got worse. And he was diagnosed with syphilis in the brain mm. in February of 1938. Spent the last year in Alcatraz at the hospital section, confused and I, I don't know where I am right, right
1: now. Right, it was dope boys.
0: He was paroled on November 16th, 1939 after his wife appealed to the court based on his mental capabilities. Right. His motherfucker's out of his mind. Syphilis done done moved into his brain and he's like, I used to be a gangster.
1: Right. <laughs> I used to run stuff. I used to do things. I used to do things. I did things. I did things. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up, but It's true. <laughs> After he got out of prison, he went to Baltimore to be treated for a syphilis. Yeah. He first tried to go to Johns Hopkins. Os- he first tried to go to Johns Hopkins Hospital. That's it. But they refused him, so he went to uh, Union Memorial Hospital instead. Instead, In 1940, he left Baltimore and headed for Palm Island, Florida. Mm-hmm. In 1942, after penicillin was mass-produced, <laughs> he was one of the— Penicillin? F- uh, penicillin. Sorry, guys. <laughs> after penicillin was mass-produced, he was one of the first people to be treated by the drug. Although— <laughs> What are you, a fucking— <laughs> <laughs> although his brain was although his brain damage oh, was sorry, too guys. advanced oh, for him to be uh, cured. Yeah. It did slow down the disease. It did. Helped him live a little bit longer. <laughs> and this was in 1942. You got out of 1939. Damn. So he lived for like another 12 years as a retard. Yeah. That's what you get, right? That's what you get. Well, He's lucky he got to live to be a retard. Exactly. In 1946 his his
0: physician concluded that he had the mentality of a 12-year-old. Mhm. Uh, he spent the last years of his life living in his mansion, spending time with his family. On January twenty fourth, living in his
1: mansion, that means he still had all of his money. Of
0: course, he did. On January twenty first, nineteen forty seven, he had a stroke, and after he started to improve, he contracted broncho pneumonia. Mm, on that,
1: that, January twenty
0: second, he went into cardiac arrest, and on January twenty fifth, he died after his heart failed as a result of epilepsy, a-, a pop, a- apa, epilepsy, Aple- Aple- epilepsy, epilepsy. Heart failure, basically. Yeah, there you go. He was taken to Chicago for a private funeral and buried at Mount Olivet Cemetery, and then his remains were moved to Mount Carmel Cemetery to be with his father and brother.
1: And well, L is directly responsible for the deaths of at least thirty three people, at least. The first in nineteen twenty three and the last in nineteen thirty, at least. Right. Being one of the most notorious gangsters in the nineteen twenties, he had several book Music, movies about him. The most famous of which is a 1970-1987 movie, The Untouchables, starring Kevin Costner. He was played by Robert De Niro.
0: Yeah, bud. It's Al Capone. Al Capone. Probably the most famous gangster that we're going to get to on the list. Maybe not, though, because we, we still got, if you think about it, we still got Bugs, not. Bugs Moran. We right. still got Bugsy Siegel. We still got fucking um Bonnie and Clyde.
1: I don't think Al Capone is the most famous.
0: Yeah, fuck yeah. Al, no. C- Al Capone is by far the most famous. Is my... yeah, one hundred percent the most famous. But yeah, that's uh, like I told you guys. It's basically like a, basically like a audio book, audio audio book 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 audio audio book, yeah, audio book, <laughs> where uh, we just read it to you and then like we just did. We got some back and forth banner in between. Hey, if you don't like it, you don't like it, but that's uh, how you we do like things it, here at uh, Outlaws. Been...
1: Oh, we still got a whole nother shit, Martin. This guy got plenty more things to do. No. We're Wait. done. That was it? We're done. That was the whole show? Yeah, don't you, man. He did the whole show? Of course we would.
0: It was done. He oh, died. Oh, damn. <laughs> he died. You remember? He died. Oh, I want to go. Right. I want to go, Mark. Um, yeah, that's basically what we do here. Uh, we're going to fucking... Do the do the life story of this guy or whoever we're talking about and have some nice little funny conversations in between. That's what you're in for here. For those,
1: at, for those who have listened to all of Outlaws and Gunslingers, right. you know what to expect.
0: But for those who haven't here on History Well-Intoxicated, Outlaws and Gunslingers, right. Prohibition Era, nice. this is what you can expect. So we'll see you next time. Be sure to check out our daily show, Mouthy World History, where we go... Day by day, day the history by day, of each day, every notable, yes. moda- every notable, moda- yes. every notable thing that has happened, every everything that you should know about each day, we're going to show you there. Plus, we have mm. rock history this week in rock rock history. I
1: want to rock, I want to rock. rock this week of turn rock it history. Release, say, also got to say when you tell me turn it down, I say no, 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 no. Every
0: Wednesday that's released, so you can look out for that. Mouthy Mouthy, um the Mouthy Michiganders actually. What's that? Go to the Mouthy Michiganders podcast. Whole yeah. separate feed, the Mouthy Michiganders on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere else you get your right podcast. We got yeah, right if now you guys are into wrestling. If you guys are into wrestling, especially uh old guys, like us, old guys like us. Old guys like us. The Monday Night War era was right. your oh. uh, era of wrestling. Go back. Because we've mm. been watching it since the very first episode not of Nitro. Even good yet.
1: We're not even getting to the good part yet.
0: And we're just at oh March of gosh. 1997 right. where things are about to... 97.
1: 97. Think uh, of that. Things are about to
0: uh, fucking explode between both promotions. So we're right there. We do the watch-alongs of every main event. We don't watch the whole show. It's just the main events. That's all that's important. That's what sells. And, yeah, we'll see who, in our own opinion... We've been Who doing this for over war. a year and a
1: half, right. and we still haven't got the Goldberg yet, guys. We're
0: eighty, eighty, will be eighty-two weeks right. in now. We 80... haven't got
1: the Goldberg or Macho or uh, Sting and fucking exactly. Hogan or, or none of that. None of the good stuff in WWF with uh, the Stone Cold and Vince or Stone Cold and Taker and all that, yep. and that stuff. Not, we got, none. Of it. We got a lot oh, of stuff my. coming up. Also, if you're interested, DX.
0: oh my! If you're interested in just us. On our more personal views, that's going to be be our BDN news or anything and everything. Both of those shows where we get a little pretty much color politics news, sports, all that other shit. It's going to be BDN news or anything and everything is.
1: That's few and far between, but we'll give it to when we can.
0: Outcuts of uh, shit that didn't make it for all of our episodes. And again, we got a lot to promote, Lee and Corey. Lee mm. and Corey on the case. Not if you're, the,
1: no, I mean, last but not least, this isn't
0: your typical podcast. This is a, um, uh, these a, guys. a completely not completely scripted, but a it is thought out. We we write stories on um private investigators. It's a comedic look at right. private investigation cases, crazy private investigation cases. Lee and Corey. These are fictional characters. Lee Danker. With Corey. Fictional Spondett, characters.
1: It's all fictional characters. Our
0: private investigators, and we try to go out and solve the most craziest cases that you can think of. What can you think of? And yeah, that's what think we of do. A,
1: the barking neighbor. What was it called? The
0: barking dog. or The barking
1: dog, but it wasn't a barking dog. You get what you say. What What, what do you mean it wasn't a barking yeah. dog? Well, you're going to check that out. Completely
0: 100%, 100% comedic. Completely. Uh, remember, just the uh,
1: one, remember the ones with the case of the knocking over trash cans or some shit. What, what was it called? The knocked over trash cans. The knocked over trash. Check cans. that out, guys. You'd be like, oh, how's yeah. trash cans get knocked over? Well, mm. Checking out uh, the Stone Barbecue Grill. Mm. <clears throat> That's another good one, guys. Mm. Also, we have uh, coming up very, very soon, we're going to start.
0: <laughs> Please don't say Tales of a Michigan Sports Fan. No. Because...
1: <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, and exactly. Mm. Mm. And exactly. This guy's
0: about to cash a check that he, or he's about to fucking uh, write a check that he can't cash, is is what I'm, because uh, I don't know what he's going to say, nope. but it's probably going to be. Something at, that's stupid.
1: At exactly November twenty seventh, hmm. November twenty seventh. Ex- not exactly, but November twenty seventh. <clears throat> from there, from then until January first, hmm. you will be able to hear the very first story of Christmas.
0: Oh, and also the magic of Christmas.
1: The magic of Christmas. So from. The day after Thanksgiving. You guys
0: want to hear the real story? The real story of, of how Christmas, Christmas right. Of how Christmas is still celebrated. Right. How you want to hear the real story of I the two of the two people that saved Christmas and saved and, Christmas. and, and made sure
1: Christmas lives on to this day? Crazy. I didn't even know it. They, I, mm. All these we know these guys for what two years now? Oh, pappy. And they never told us. Uh, oh, pappy Lee. Right. And They never told us who, who who they were. Who they were? Well,
0: it's not them. It was their pappies. Right.
1: But still. They never told us? We just thought they were just crazy motherfuckers doing cases? Well,
0: they're pretty crazy, though.
1: They are pretty crazy. Yeah, we got
0: all that shit. Lee and Corey on the case. Look it up. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcast. Lee and special. Corey on the case. Christmas special
1: coming right after Thanksgiving.
0: Lee and Corey on the case. The Mouthy Michiganders. History while intoxicated. We'll be back for another round of uh, Mouthy World History whenever you... Any day, whatever day you're listening to us, there's a monthly of world history for that day. So go tune in. We just did history while well intoxicated.